danger. It's danger. Everybody come to the breakfast club. I call this the hot seat. <laughs> Yo, wow. Yo, wow. Can I live? You are out of control. I can't even deal with you. Y'all are so petty. Why are y'all so petty? The world's most dangerous morning show. DJ Envy. Captain of this bitch. Angela Yee. I stay in everybody's business, but in a good way. Charlemagne the God. The ruler rubbing you the wrong way. The Breakfast Club. It ain't for everybody. Yo 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 Good morning, Angela Yee. Good morning, DJ MV. Charlemagne the guy. Peace to the planet. It's Friday. It's a cold Friday too, boy. Woo! Well, if you're in the tri-state area, you know, salute to everybody that's listening to us in places that were syndicated in there. May not be 18 degrees. That's what my car said this morning. 16. 16. Okay, so 16 degrees. I know. L.A.'s kind of cold. L.A.'s like 48 degrees. That, Miami's uh, eh. 50 degrees. It's eh. cold for those places. I know, but I hate when L.A. and Miami try to act like 50 degrees is cold. <laughs> it's like man up, woman up. All right? It's freezing here in uh, New York City. Yeah. It's like, anybody got time to be playing outside? Like, I remember Cedric Entertainment had that joke about how you had to be real committed to cigarettes to be smoking a cigarette outside. That time is like the truth. It's that kind of weather right now. North Carolina, South Carolina is about 27 degrees right now. Yeah. It's cold. It's so, cold. It's that is cold. cold the 20s are cold. What's Detroit looking like? Oh, man, I know Detroit. Let me look at Detroit. <laughs> I know Detroit is freezing. The moral of the story. The moral, yeah, Detroit's like it? us. Detroit's about 15 degrees right now. Go to Chicago. Check Chicago real quick. Now, I know now Chicago. I'm a man, right? Chicago, now, is, <laughs> Chicago is negative what? Hold on. Now I'm, in, now I'm a weatherman. Now <laughs> Chicago ain't that bad. Chicago's 25 degrees, but it's snowing. Mm. The moral of the story is it's shrinkage season. All right? Don't be alarmed when you step out of the shower, my brothers. Okay? It's just the reason for the season. All right? It's cold. Goodness That's goodness. it. And again, you know, I told you guys I got four brand new tires. Well, one of them's already low. I don't know what's going on. Already low. Your rim, you got a, a bent rim. Yeah, that's what I think. Are we syndicated in Boston? Because it's nine degrees in Boston. Uh, we used to be syndicated in Boston. They took us off and put now Ashley on. you can listen on, on the iHeart app. Them, okay. white, them white people wasn't letting us stay on Jam 94.5. <laughs> right, well, it's nine degrees there. So, mm-hmm. Goodness gracious. Well, we got some special guests joining us this morning. Who we got? Who we got? We got the OG, the legend. Uh... James Prince, right? Jay, Jay Prince. Prince. Jay, Jay Prince. Prince. Yeah, Jay Prince is joining us today. Jay Prince, yeah, Jay Prince will be joining us. I want to make sure he's going to be here. Yeah, he has a new wine called um, the Loyalty, Loyalty Collection. Loyalty. Mm-hmm. The Loyalty Collection. I mean, Jay Prince is an OG entrepreneur. Always good to chop up game and get free jewelry from Jay Prince. Who else we got? Ashanti. Ashanti. Fresh off the versus battle. Yes, fresh off the versus battle. We'll be kicking it with Ashanti. I have a new appreciation for Ashanti. And the reason I have a new appreciation for Ashanti is because when you watch the versus battle, and I think I said this before, you realize how much she contributed to black radio. Her and Keisha Cole. Both of them, yeah. You know, and I've been doing radio. I started off as an intern in 1998. So what's that? 23 years or something like that? Mm-hmm. Ashanti's probably been around two of those decades. Yeah. Ashanti's music been around for at least 20 years. Cause, you know, she came on the scene big, foolish, and all of that stuff. So it's like those records that she wrote on, sang on, you know, were, were, were regular. Always on time. Staples. Oh, yep. baby. On black radio, so. What's Love, Fat Joe. Yes. Uh, uh, yes. The Joy with Big Pun. And you don't realize how, how you, you know them records verbatim if you've done radio for mm-hmm. so long. Because you constantly hear, hear those records. Over and over again. Yeah, so salute to her and Keisha Cole. Y'all, y'all. Y'all did a lot for Black Radio. Dropping the clues bombs for Keisha Cole and Ashanti. Because you know Black Radio plays the same songs over and over and over and over again. This isn't a new thing. So, 
You know, all right. <laughs> she was, those two were definitely uh, in, in heavy rotation. All right. Well, let's get the show cracking. Front page news. What are we talking about? Well, let's talk about this class action lawsuit that was filed and why GameStop is involved in all this. All right. We'll get into that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Hey, that's an old ass song, but I really do enjoy it because it's a nice, healthy reminder. I know how to shoot and I know how to fight. If I tell you once, I won't tell you twice. God damn it. Um, Radio doesn't have that as an old ass song. Radio it's has actually that the as number a one. Song. It's actually the number one song. <laughs> it's it's very, old, very old record. Radio has that as a new song. Very old record. I think we just added that like a week ago, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I want radio. I really do want radio promos to stop doing that. It's insulting the people's intelligence. What, new music. Like, new music. Like, come on, stop. <laughs> say well, at least say new to radio. New to radio. That should be the promo. New to radio. All right. Well, good morning. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get some front page news. Now, where are we starting, ye? Well, I do want to make sure we start off with saying a rest in peace to Cicely oh, Tyson. Mm-hmm. Oh, she man. was 96 years old, and she was an incredible, incredible woman. We actually were supposed to have her on The Breakfast Club this next Tuesday. Tuesday. Yes, this Tuesday. but Tuesday. she did do an interview with Gail King recently, and this was on Thursday. What does it feel like to be 96 and a legend, Miss Legend? I'm amazed every single day I live. Do you feel like you have more to do? Yes, that's why I'm still here. I mean, what my life became is not what I expected. I had no idea that I would touch anybody. When the time comes, what do you want us to remember about you? I've done my best. Mm. Man, I'm currently reading Cicely Tyson's book, Just As I Am, and I'm listening to it on Audible. And it's not just a great memoir. It really is a lesson in black history. Like, this is a woman who lived through through so much. Like, she's 96. That's why elders mm-hmm. are so important, because things we discuss, they actually lived through. So I, I encourage everyone to, you know, pick her book up just as I am. And I'm saddened that we won't get to talk to her this Tuesday, because she was definitely on the schedule. Mm-hmm. All right, we'll talk more about that uh, later this morning. But I do want to talk about this whole class action lawsuit that was filed against Robin Hood. And that is because of outrage over the GameStop stock restriction. Now, what happened was this all started on Reddit with Wall Street Bets. It's a popular Reddit group for investors. And Robinhood is an app that people can use to buy stocks. There's no fee. So it's a lot of young investors that use that. And they actually blocked people from being able to get stock in GameStop after the stock went soaring. And so according to the lawsuit, they said Robinhood's decision deprived retail investors of potential gains they could have made by buying when the stock was low and selling when the price rose. So GameStop has had its stock soar since January 11th. They hired several new board members. Investors believe that could help the stock boost its digital sales. And then on Reddit, that Wall Street Bets group started promoting the stock and then it soared more than 1,000% over the past several weeks, which means that short sellers and those are people who bet against the stock uh, it means that they actually had to buy shares to hedge their positions, and that made the stock go even higher. So people are nervous that this could also burst. Yeah, them young men f that game up, boy. A lot of people made money off of it. Yeah, I have no idea what you just explained. I'm sure someone understood it, but it wasn't me. I don't get like you guys might got to break that down to me in real basic terms. I mean, just imagine you go and it goes viral, and they're telling everybody in this group to buy stock in a company that people were betting against because they didn't think it drove it the was stock gonna, up. Yeah, so it mm. made the stock go up. So people who short sell bet that the company is actually going to go under or the stock's going to do really bad. They short sell their which stocks. Which it should have. Which it was supposed to do. Young man was so like, now, let's all go buy it. So it shot up. You put, let's say you put $100 in, you made, it went up like 588 percent or 1,000%. Mm-hmm. So it went up, you, you made mm-hmm. $1,000 or $2,000. Then you pull your money out and everybody else is just asked out. So a lot of people are pissed off about it. No and, doubt. True. And then, then, so for all understand. the people that were Call short selling, and, the these are, and these are a lot of huge corporations mm-hmm. that short sell stocks. That's how they make their money. Yeah. 
Don't even, don't no, know. I'm just so, going to say there was over a billion dollars that was lost mm-hmm. from people that short sold. So if I check my S&P 500, is it going up or down? Simple as this. Right now, it's probably going to go back down. Yeah, it's probably going to go back down. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, it's basically manipulating the market, which people on Wall Street don't do. Know what you talk which about. people on Wall Street do all the time. They're just not used to the average person doing it to them. Exactly. Just, all right. Call your financial advisor. You know. Hey, man, I, I check my S&P 500 every now and then. If there it's up, go. great. Now, That's Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez <laughs> tweeted out, gotta admit, it's really <laughs> something to see Wall Streeters with a long history of treating our economy as a casino complain about a message board of posters also treating the market as a casino. So the average everyday person was able to manipulate the market in the way that Wall Streeters have done for so long. Oh, so like typical, they don't want Main Street to make any money. They want all the money to flow through Wall Street. Absolutely. Okay. All right. Well, that is your front page news. All right. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up right now. Phone lines are wide open. Call us up. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. I'm dialing. I'm dialing. Hey, what you doing, man? I'm dialing. I'm calling call you. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed. 800-585-1051. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Yo, what up? It's Dolo Smoke from Raleigh, North Carolina. Dolo Smoke from Raleigh, North Carolina. That mean you do all your dirt, Dolo. Nah, nah, nah. I mean, I just wanted to come up here and talk to y'all, man. I got a little bit to get off my chest right now. Yes, Dolo Go Smoke. Ahead, bro. So y'all know what happened on Wall Street, right, recently? Yes, I think. And y'all know that uh, <laughs> all through COVID-19, while the rest of America was, was unemployed and even worse, billions and billions of millionaires and billionaires made trillions on Wall Street, That's right? That's a fact. Mm-hmm. Correct. All right, hear me out. Envy, I'm going to take you back to Queens real quick. Let's do it. Said, this, this ain't serious. Being broke could make you delirious. So we robbing still till our pockets get bigger. Don't low smoke. How it feel to rob a one percenter. Hey, yo, to keep it real with you, Envy, I ain't looking for a deal. If I don't get it independent, I'm a robber still. Better recognize, homie, to people in the street, you white-collar crooks starting to look like something to eat. I caught Bill de Blasio slipping dead in his sleep. Ain't even need a break-in. His daughter slipped me the key. Chris Christie, chunky ass, laying out on the beach. Pace his nipples, and I stripped him for his Bentley key. Why you pace his nipples? Holding the strap. Told him, give me all the cash and the blow in the bag. Told Cuomo, let the dough go, or I'm blowing you back. You lucky your brother funny, I'll be smoking your ass. Ran in George Soros' crib, cocking the damn heater. Said, I'll spare you if you get me your job with Antifa. Told Bloomberg, I hit him with the stop and frisk. Left his pockets ripping, cold clocked him quick. I did Zuckerberg dirty, but I didn't rob him. I just switched out all the T-shirts in his closet. They all different colors now and all different sizes. I held the bitches hostage for a big deposit. Spotted the Koch brothers at the racquetball club. Locked them in the sauna, grabbed the knob, and ramped it all up. Y'all must like this a lot. You quit denying the climate. They both fried in that bitch. The irony of science. Bezos was paranoid. He knew his ass was going to be next. Showed up the same day like a package on his steps. Said, I need that Whole Foods discount, prime free, and half of what you gave McKenzie got them alimony checks. I put the barrel in his mouth. He was sobbing and sniffling. Hey, Alexa. Tell his bald ass, stop bitching. I ain't want to hit Hey, yo, listen, 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 listen. Y'all let him flow for a while. Y'all must have really liked it. He's flipping how to rob by 50 cents. That's hard. But I think you flexing a little bit too much. They only lost a billion dollars, right? Well, that was just from GameStop. That That doesn't include AMC, Bed Bath & Beyond, and all these other stocks. A lot of those stocks weren't doing good anyway, though. GameStop wasn't doing good. They did the same thing with um, AMC movie theaters. They did a couple of stocks. How much money? AMC wasn't doing good. How much money did Wall Street lose? Yesterday? Yes. I think it was like $7 billion. That ain't guys. It's a lot.
But for those guys, it's like yeah, eh. no. But this rhyme just wasn't about that. It was about the whole COVID and the whole every how yeah, everybody money during the whole. Talking about pandemic. robbing a bunch of rich. <laughs> That's hard, bro. Send, send me that. Hey, I appreciate that. My name is Dolo Swope. I got a new EP out right now called The Filthy Poet Tape Streamer on all platforms, man. I appreciate y'all time. Good like, job, no, actually, they lost smoke. $70 billion. Oh, 70. See, 70, that's not different. 70. Okay, you yeah, said 70. Killed that right? too. <laughs> 70 is a lot. Yeah, 70 is a lot. 70 is a whole lot. Billion. That's right. why they really are mad. Get it off your chest. 800 585 1051. If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're man or black. Say it with your chest. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. So if you got something on your mind, let it out. Hello, who's this? Yeah, this is Fred, man. Fred. Come on, man. Come on, come on. Fred, come on. what's we up, know, Fred? What if he's crying for get real, guys? Nah, I just got in a fight right now. Who you got into a fight with? I can't hear you, Fred. Fred, you got to back the way, back the phone away from your mouth before you tell us this lie. I told him he had to put on his mask first because, like, I don't want to catch coronavirus before you fight. And he just didn't put on the mask and he just started punching me in the face, right? So you what you wanted to do, Fred? You don't feel bad? You should go get a rapid no, test. Man. You should go get a rapid test. Make sure you ain't got COVID. We already know you got an ass kicking, but we should know. You, we want to make sure you don't have COVID, sir. We feel bad for you. Nothing we can do about the ass kicking, but you need the to quarantine. All of us, brother. And it's a good reason exactly. to quarantine because if you got beat up, nah, you, you should have put on the mask, though. You should have put on the mask. You need to go in the gym and practice, bro. Lift some weights. I would tell you about the time I got beat up. And remember, put a mask on, bro. I would tell you about the time I got beat up when I was a kid, and then I went to go sit in uh, my mom's single-wide trailer. We weren't even living in the trailer no more, so I went to go sit in there for some hours. You should go do the same. Just You got beat up. Go, go find a single-wide trailer. Go find, single go go find, go find a house to go mask, sit in. Man. Huh? I think you're delirious because them hands got put on you. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes after you get beat up, you're not really thinking straight, you know? The mask should be the least of your worries right now. Hello, who's this? Hey, hey, good morning. Uh, this is Eve uh, out here from the 757. What's up, bro? Get it off your chest. Hey, man, I just want to get off my chest. Uh, I just found out my girl of four and a half years. Uh, we got a three-year-old daughter together. Um, I just found out she's she been cheating on me, so um, it's over. Hey. Wow. Congratulations. Get off my chest. Who's the guy? Uh, just some, I don't know, some dude, some dude that uh, she knew back in the day. Damn. Is she still trying to be with you? I mean, I don't know. She she just kind of turned off. I don't know. I, I really don't know. But so wait a minute. I, I, you know, I can't I can't let it go on because she already broke the trust. We already talked from the get-go. She knew what the deal was. So um, Damn. You know, she true. made that conscious decision. Like, I, I told her that the one thing, I told her the one thing, don't be caught doing no sneaky stuff with a dude. Well, I can work through anything else, especially us having a kid, for the most part. Hmm? But now, you know, I've been thinking my whole life. Now I gotta uh, raise my daughter in a separate household. I never wanted to do that. You know. That's right. horrible. That's that's, that's the bad part about all of this. Well, I'm that's sorry. Exactly what it is. That's, that's sucks. I'm sorry. sorry for you, bro. Well, you well, should go. You should yeah, go get I, tested today, though, just in case, brother. Well, here's the thing, you know, and some people might disagree with me. I, I, it wasn't nothing to, uh, like, yet. I caught it early, basically, as far as I know. But, uh, oh, yeah, they were flirting? I, I, I will still do that, just to be safe. They were flirting? You know, it was some probably some Snapchat type, type stuff, some videos. I don't know. You know, I really don't know. I, I don't need to know the full extent. I just know I was lied to and there was something going on. Is he you know handsome, King? Have you sized him up yet? Is he handsome? Oh, my goodness. Oh yeah, I did see him. Uh, and in real talk, I'm not like like trying to be 
whatever, but I think I'm a better looking dude than him, to be honest. You I'm know sure you so, are. Got you. She uh, don't feel, she, I don't think she feels that way, but I feel yeah, you. Shut up, man. I'm sure you is, man. <laughs> I, I like that you keep it real, Charlie. You're supposed to try to help this brother. Real, real quick before we get off here, yo. Uh, I just want to, I know there's other dudes out there going through this uh, same situation or something similar. Uh, just know, like, if you're, especially if you're in a situation like me where you, you really did everything right, uh, if you knew the whole story, like, if you did everything right and you did what you needed to do to make it work and it didn't work out, uh, at least you did fall back on that. And don't ever let her try to flip it on you and make, it, right. make it seem like it's on you because they, they do try to do that. Women try to do that. They're notorious. I'm sorry, Angelique. You what? might disagree, but... Uh, <laughs> So let's let's drop one of Clues Bomb P, please, for my strong men out there that's going to keep on pushing. I try right. to be nice to him, and then he going to talk about women like that. Sheesh. I'm going to drop one of Clues Bomb for you. Even though I know you'll be crying by lunchtime, I'm going to drop one of Clues Bombs for you now, King. We're going to give you an air hug, brother. Hey, man, I appreciate y'all. Y'all have a good one. Stay up. All right, man. Ouch. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. We got rumors on the way? Yes, and let us pay some respect to Cicely Tyson. At the age of 96, she has passed away. We'll tell you what social media is saying in tribute to her, and we'll give you some Cicely Tyson information. All right, we'll get into that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Hey. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk Cicely Tyson. It's about time. What's going on? Yeah. Yeah. Rumor report. Rumor report. This is the Rumor Report Talk to with Angela Yee on the Breakfast Club. Well, a rest in peace to Cicely Tyson. She has passed away at the age of 96. Her longtime manager, Larry Thompson, is the person who provided the information. And she was groundbreaking. And she refused to take parts that were demeaning to black people. She urged some of her colleagues to do the same. And she would often go without work because of that. She was very critical of films and TV programs that casted black characters as criminal, servile, or immoral. And she said even if African Americans were portraying poor or downtrodden characters, they should still be portrayed with dignity. Now, the movie Sounder back in 1972 is what really put her on the map. And um, she won actually, an, uh, she got an Oscar nomination for Best Actress for that. She also was in the autobiography of Miss Jane Pittman. Uh, some other things that she was in, she played Kunta Kinte's mother in the miniseries Roots. She played Coretta Scott King in the miniseries King about Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr.'s final years. She played Harriet Tubman in A Woman Called Moses and a Chicago teacher devoted to poor children in the Marva Collins story. She also won a Supporting Actress Emmy for her portrayal in The Oldest Living Confederate Widow Tells All. She was a vegetarian. She was married to Miles Davis, too, from 1981 to 1986. And she also inspired black American women to embrace their own standards of beauty, including popularizing the Afro. She's been in 29 movies, at least 68 TV series, miniseries, and single episodes, 15 productions on and off Broadway. Yeah, man, she lived a full life. Mm -hmm. I'll take 96 years on this planet all day. If they told me right now you will live exactly 96 years, I am fine with that because, you know, that's a full life. And I promise you, when you read Cicely's book, uh, Just As I Am, which I've been reading because she was supposed to be on Breakfast Club this coming Tuesday, you will feel like you are getting a black history lesson, especially like, you know, Chapter 5, The Other America. Like, you, you, this is a person that was alive during the Tuskegee Experiment. Like, think about it. All these conversations we're having about the Tuskegee experiment now because of the vaccine. She actually lived through that era. Like, it's a, a really incredible read. So, you know, rest in peace to Cicely Tyson. Dropping mm -hmm. the clues bombs for Cicely Tyson. 
And go get that. You also know her from the help in fried green tomatoes. And President Obama gave her the Presidential Medal of Freedom Award in 2016. Uh, he posted, in her extraordinary career, Cicely Tyson was one of the rare award-winning actors whose work on the screen was surpassed only by what she was able to accomplish off of it. She had a heart unlike six years. She left a mark on the world that few will match. You know, it makes me wonder because, you know, in the book, she talks about having like a, a, a sixth sense her whole life. Like she was really in tune to the psychic realm. So I wonder, did she know? Because you think about it, right? Like, she's had all of these years to write a memoir. She never has. People have been wanting her to. And she just put it out. It just came out this Tuesday. <laughs> like, uh -huh. I mean, I've had an advance copy for a couple of weeks, but it literally just came out this Tuesday. And then she passes. Yeah, she was supposed to be here next Tuesday. What is Tuesday coming? Yeah, it's Tuesday coming. Mm -hmm. Which is yeah, crazy. Yeah, I, I wonder if she just, if she had a feeling. All right, now, Little Nas X, since we're talking about books, has become a New York Times bestselling author, so congratulations to him. Congrats to him. His children's book, C is for Country, is already on the New York Times bestseller. We hit New York Times bestseller list. I love y'all so effing much. Salute to Little Nas X. Welcome to the New York Times bestsellers list club. Something they can never take away from you. All right, now, 2 Chains has put a spotlight on these mushrooms and the potential breakthrough medical effects. A lot of people have been talking about this, and they've gained popularity in the wellness community in recent years. They actually use that to establish, uh, they want to establish designated treatment centers for the therapeutic administration of silo, I think it's pronounced psilocybin and psilocin. So, could be something to try. Yeah, when I went on my spiritual retreat for New Year's, you know, that was uh, one of the things that was on the schedule for the night. I punked out, though. It was Mushrooms? A whole, it was a great, they had a whole ceremony for it, and you had to set your intention and everything, but I punked out at the last time. I already told you, if there's one thing I do, it's some mushrooms. It's I've an amazing done, experience. I've never done a mushroom in my it life. Was, it was chocolates. It was like two grams of, like, mushroom chocolate, something like that. I punked out. I've been doing a mushroom tea. I was like, I don't mm -hmm. want to. Amazing experience. I don't know what I'm about to see. I don't want to see it right now. Yeah. Whatever it is, I'll wait. I'll she was like, no. The, the healer was like, you, you're already in tune with the psychic realm, Leonard. I'm like, yeah, I'm cool. I'll wait. Not right now. I'm good. Maybe another time. All right. Now, Chris Jenner is denying these sexual harassment charges from her former bodyguard as he is preparing to bring new claims in a lawsuit. It was filed back in September. And it has yet to be served to Chris Jenner, but it involves events alleged to have occurred more than two years ago. Now, according to Chris Jenner's team, the allegations are not only wrong and scandalous, but seem designed to coerce Miss Jenner into silence via a settlement. This will not happen. Rather, Miss Jenner fully intends to seek vindication at trial, armed with evidence. So, for his claims, he's accusing her of massaging his neck, shoulders, arms, and back without his consent, causing her hand to rest on his thigh and groin, causing her pelvis to rub against his back or rear end without his consent or approval, causing her hands to come into contact with his rear end without his consent nor approval, exposing portions of her body to him in a lewd or suggestive manner. He says that he told her to stop, but she ignored him, and he also accused her of racial discrimination, uh, which is pervasive and cruel mockery, harassment, belittling, and otherwise humiliating mistreatment by defendants due to his race. And he actually was in a group of R. Kelly before, by the way, back in the 80s this uh, former bodyguard. He had a group called MGM with R. Kelly, Musically Gifted Men. His name is Mark McWilliams, and he's looking for trash $3 million dollars in the lawsuit. <laughs> Jesus Christ, that's a trash-ass name for a group. Musically uh -uh. Gifted Men. Musically Gifted Men? It sounds like a musical. Jesus. Uh -uh. <laughs> All right, well, that is your rumor report. I wonder why some allegations catch fire in the media and some don't. Well, she's fighting them, so mm -hmm. they're bringing mm -hmm. more attention to it by releasing these statements. And Is she suing? No, is she counting on? Oh, I haven't seen that yet. She mm. hasn't even been served yet. 
Oh, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, uh, when we come back, we got front page news. What are we talking about? Well, let's talk about Joe Biden. President Biden has signed a memorandum reversing Trump's abortion access restrictions. All right. Now, for anybody out there, I got a question for you guys. You guys can hit me on the side. We got to take a COVID test up, there, up today, and they told me that we got to take a prick test where they prick your finger and, and use blood. I've done that before. Now, all my physicians and doctors told me that that test is not accurate because it's a respiratory I did that Problem. for my antibody disease. Test, yeah, they said for antibodies, yes, but they say to prick the finger, they, how accurate could it be because it's a respiratory disease? So you don't want the nose, you don't want the prick. What leaves you like? only one other choice, my brother. That's what he's pushing. That's what he wants. What? The anal swab. No, I don't want the anal he swab. He pulled me aside yesterday and said he had it at his house. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's weird, but uh, this guy is wow. going too far right. right here. I hope you change the Q-tip or whatever you're using to get that swab. I'm, play, I'm being serious and y'all joking, but somebody please. It, 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 it's, <laughs> somebody please give me an anal swab. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm begging. It's Friday. It's freaking, freaking Friday. Please. Please. I'm not kind of slow at the house right now. Please. It's a breakfast club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. Where are we starting, you? Well, let's start with President Joe Biden. He did sign a presidential memorandum to reverse restrictions on abortion access domestically and abroad imposed and expanded by the Trump administration. He tweeted out, Today I issued a presidential memorandum to protect and expand access to reproductive health care. I am fully committed to protecting women's health here at home and around the world. Now, we also told you that Joe Biden is planning to reopen Obamacare enrollment for Americans in need of health coverage because of this pandemic. So they are reopening the healthcare.gov insurance markets for a special sign-up opportunity. And he did sign an executive order for that as well. So after we go back to all these Obama-era policies, when do we move forward? Well, I think with these executive orders, because anybody can reverse them like Donald Trump did, they're just trying to immediately do some things. But the real trick is to get laws passed. But mm-hmm. I think right now it's urgent just because we want people to have health yeah. insurance now. He's reversing everything that Donald Trump reversed because Donald Trump reversed all Obama's policies. So he's reversing them back. But mm-hmm. we still need radical change moving forward. So once we get everything back, because mm-hmm. that's what he said he was going to do, build back better. When is the better going to happen? And I think that also is going to depend on Congress, too, to be able to pass these laws. It's not like he can just do it without them. Nope, they got the Senate. Right. So, you know, it's still got to get done, though. It's still got to go through. And I know there's still a lot of resistance. They said he's been calling some of the Republican senators personally to talk to them about uh, a lot of things that he's trying to get through right now. Yeah, I mean, that's the biggest problem, you know, with, 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 with some of the Republicans, with some of the Republicans. I, I, I wonder, do you remember that you're an American first? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like you're an American at the end of the day. So it doesn't matter whether it's a Republican or Democrat in the Oval Office or who has control of the Senate. It should be about doing what's right for all Americans, mm-hmm. which is rarely ever the case, by the way. All right. And uh, according to Dr. Fauci, he says that Joe Biden's push to reopen schools in 100 days may not happen. He said the president is taking very seriously the issue, both from the student standpoint and from the teacher standpoint. He really wants to and believes that the schools need to reopen in the next 100 days. But that's the goal. That may not happen because there may be mitigating circumstances. But what he really wants to do is everything within his power to help get to that. So, you know, there's all these new strains of coronavirus Mm -hmm. and... They're saying there's certain variants that are a lot uh, worse and a lot they spread a lot faster and easier. So we'll see what happens. They're also telling people you should double mask now for COVID-19 protection. I saw that. Would you want to, now you don't want us to breathe? No. Nah, I can barely breathe through the one I got. But when I fly, I was to my doctor and uh, physician's. 
they uh, told me that no matter what you do, wear K95 first, and then wear one of the paper masks on top of it, mm-hmm. just to, to as double protection, especially when you fly. I see people wear the mask and then put that visor. Over your yeah, face. put the visor. I see the, they do the mask yeah. and put the visor over their face. Yeah, but they say definitely when when you fly. I'm wear never that K95 not K95 and then wear the other mask. I'm never not wearing a mask uh, when I fly ever again. Every time I fly from now on, I'm gonna wear a mask. Me too. Yeah, they said a single-layer mask isn't really effective in blocking aerosols, and even homemade two- and three-ply fabric masks are only partially protective, somewhere in the 50 to 60% range of effectiveness. So they are saying just try to double-mask it up. Salute to all the Asians out there. Used to look at y'all and be like, what the hell do y'all know that we don't? There's a lot mm-hmm. of pollution. I think that's where a lot of the mask wearing comes from also. And then, obviously, the germs. Very smart, but I'm going to start, too. All right. Air purifiers, according to reports now, may actually help spread COVID in confined spaces. So it could be doing you more harm than good during the <laughs> pandemic, according to a new study. They said physics, uh, according to the study, Physics of Fluids, it was published on Tuesday. It shows what would happen if a person coughed in a crowded elevator. The air purifier reduces the do- droplet dispersion, but will not eliminate it. And they said the air intake integrated inside the purifier equipment induces flow circulation that can add to the transport of contaminated saliva droplets in the cabin. Man, do what you need to do, man. Do whatever. <laughs> Whatever makes you feel better, do what you got to do to feel safe. You we know got two up here. We got an air purifier right here, and then we got one yeah. out there. So they're saying that doesn't work. At this it, point, it, I need circulate those droplets. At, at this point, I need a crucifix, some garlic. <laughs> all right, silver bullets, a steak. Okay, that's Jeez. what I'm bringing with me to fight COVID. At this point. All right. Well, that is your front page news. All right. Now, when we come Don't back... Don't feed COVID after midnight. That's <laughs> another rule, too. That's another rule? Yes. Ashanti will be joining us. So we'll kick it with Ashanti when we come back. So don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We got a special guest on the line right now. Ashanti. Good morning. Good morning. Now, where, where are you? Because they said it's early in the morning. So, so oh are you filming it's a movie? It's dark outside. I'm in Vancouver right now. Oh, so you shooting a movie? Yes. What movie is this? Can you tell us? A little bit. Um, It's a feature with Sony. It'll be out hopefully next year. And I'm going to say it has to do with music. So the character is not too, too far from me, but um, definitely a different lane for me. So I'm excited about it. Got you. You know, Ashanti, I want to salute you, man, and I want to say uh, I appreciate you because watching that Versus, it made me realize how much you and Keisha Cole have contributed to black radio. And I've been doing radio since 1998. So when you, I, I, all those records I know verbatim because they have played constantly <laughs> on radio mm-hmm. over the years. So uh, thank you. We appreciate you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Thank you. And what made y'all do the verses? I seen her calling you out for a while on, on the verses. <laughs> she, she was getting at you for a while. So, so what, what made y'all finally do it? What made you finally agree? I mean, it's crazy because um, they came to me. They've been coming to me for a while when it first, first started, like when the pandemic first hit. And then I saw she kept calling me out. I mean, I felt like it had to be right. You know, I had to, as a business person, you have to make sure whatever it is that you're doing is going to benefit. You know what I mean? So I was like, well, I'm waiting until I got a record ready. So I got a visual ready, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And um, it, it took me a while because the concept of like battling and, you know, all of that pressure and, 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 and the judging that comes from that, you know, when the first one started, it was a little bit more of a battle. Then it turned into more of a celebration. You know right. what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm very, I'm peaceful. I ain't with the, you know? So when it turned into that and then I said, okay, let's strategize. Then I finally said, okay, let's do it. So even getting this battle done was a lot. You know, just on the part you did end up getting COVID, 
And I saw people were like, oh, she don't really have it, but I can't imagine making up, you know, that you- Yo, that's the illest thing in the world to me. Like how, at the end of the day, nobody wants to come out and say they have a virus. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Like, it doesn't matter like what's going on and, and, and politically how they want people to educate. Nobody wants to come out and say, yo, I got a virus, you know? So the fact that people would really think that I would make that up and then use the excuse of being scared, like scared of what? I'm right. That it blew me. I didn't understand where that was coming from. So, and I felt like it was a little insensitive, you know what I'm saying? To people that really mm -hmm. have it, people that have died from it, people that's families have been affected by it. So I felt like that was just, you know. But mm. no, I didn't fake it. How's <laughs> yeah. your mom doing? Cause your mom, your mom was in the hospital with COVID too, right? Yeah, she's way better, thank God. She was mm -hmm. there for like five days. Wow. And mm -hmm. listen, that was another side of me because I, I kind of snuck into the hospital. You know, they have the little pads on the side. You got to put security in to walk through the doors. I mm -hmm. was pressing the pads to try and run through the, like, it was, it was bad. It was bad. Do you feel safer? Do you feel safer now that you had it? Because, you know, people that had it are like, oh, I got the antibodies now. And would you get the vaccine? Um. Well, what they said was when you get it, you can't, you can't get it again or give it within like a three month span. So at least I know for like three months, I'm good. As far as getting the vaccine, mm, not sure about that. <laughs> I feel like I need to see a little bit more, you know, some more studies and some some time has to go by. Same like with iPhone. I don't get the phone when, when the new one comes out, wait till the next version <laughs> mm -hmm. comes, so not yet. Now, why weren't you and Keisha Cole together in the same room? I know that that was the one thing y'all wanted to be together, but mm -hmm. y'all still weren't together in the same room. Yeah, I think Apple made that decision because of everything happening during the pandemic and all of that stuff that happened around the inauguration. I I think they just did not want to put their people and their team at risk. You know what I mean? So if someone caught it during travel or caught it being in the studio, they wanted to make it as least as possible. Because originally I was flying to L.A., mm -hmm. you know, and they had the what studio they had. They had a, um, a venue like the Palladium or something ready. So when it hit again that they were canceling or postponing rather, they were like, this time everyone just stay where they are and we do it remotely. So that was their decision. We both gotcha. were ready to have it, you know, together. Well, Screech wanted to know why you got a check for Ciroc, but Keisha Cole didn't. Yo, that was the funniest thing ever. That was classic. <laughs> <laughs> that was classic. Listen, I'm... You know how I am. Like I'm, I'm very like I'm. You know, I'm my personality. I'm funny. Like I'm. You know what I mean. It was not meant in malicious intent at all. But it just came up like you ain't gonna change. I did. <laughs> what you doing? <laughs> but I mean, listen. I, I'm very grateful for my team. You know what I mean. And that obviously was another part of um, the business side of doing it. You. You, you reach out to sponsors, sponsors want to be down and you make sure that, the, you know, the checks are collected. It's, you know what I mean? It's part of the, it's part of the game. Did you, get a Dorito? Did you get a Doritos check too? Absolutely. Yep. Mama don't play. <laughs> Mama don't play. <laughs> now, now there was one part, one part of the verses that got a little funny to me. Like, that we, uh, first of all, I want to know if y'all were cool, but there was a part when she was about to play a record and this is where Shanti mm -hmm. went from nice and Shanti to peaceful and Shanti. You're like, no, 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 I'm playing. No, no, that's not gonna happen. I was like, okay, what what happened during that time? Are, are you and Keisha cool? No, we are. We are cool. I think what happened is she got confused because I don't know if they lost count 
Um, but what happened was obviously it's the first 10 records. So when she played Heaven Sent, I guess she thought she was ending that batch of 10, but she didn't realize it was number 11. So for me, I got to answer her. So I'm going to answer her with my number 11. And then we're going to start the next set and it's going to be nine. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? So I think she kind of forgot and she kind of lost count. And for me, it's like, I'm not going to just sit there. You know, I have to play another record. Otherwise, it wouldn't right. count. So got to get your records off. <laughs> you know, I had to get it in. <laughs> the streets are saying, and by the streets, I mean the internet. They're saying that uh, Keisha Cole unfollowed you because she didn't get a check from Ciroc. Is any of this true? <laughs> Stupid. I don't think that's true at all. I mean, I don't. I don't think so. I don't think so. I mean, I don't know. She did something with her Instagram. She, it was away. It, she took it away, and then it came back. And then that's not a big thing, you know. Like, I, you know, I right. don't think it's no beef. I don't think. Do so you think people are trying to make y'all beef with each other? Like, it seems like it's everybody... always with females. Everybody tries to make females beef with each other. You know, like I'm. I'm not that. You know, I have a lot of patience. Like, you have to be real dirty to do something for me to react. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. it's, right. you know, it's not that serious for me. All right, we got more with Ashanti. When we come back, don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We have Ashanti in the building. Yee. So you did get to also debut a new song, I Want You. Who inspired that? Well, originally... <laughs> It was somebody else, but now. Damn it, man. <laughs> Damn it, man. Okay. Um, I mean, I wrote the record a while ago. I wrote it out in LA, and I was actually in a situation like we were in a long distance situation, and um, it it really came almost like a freestyle, but it was real because I was like, "Yo, like the FaceTime is cool, but like, what? What? You know, it's indeed a person." <laughs> So um, it came out out of a real situation, but now, you know, it's, it's applied to something new. So. What happened with the long distance guy? Oh, he's, it's a wrap. That's dead. That's been dead for me. That's <laughs> got to all of that back and put it on this side. So, so, so when, when, you post, when you post those pictures that you do on Instagram, does the guy ever just DM you? Like heart, like this, the heart emoji, heart emoji eyes? <laughs> Um, he DM'd me a little bit and then he started hitting my phone again. He started hitting my phone again. Then he got salty. <laughs> he got salty. Yeah. What, what, what pick made him start hitting your phone again? And then he blocked me. He blocked you? <laughs> he blocked you. Yeah. That was so weak to me. Like, how are you going to block me? Like, we don't have beef and you, you messed everything up. So how you? Now, how did you know he blocked he you? You went to go look piece. at his page? You went to go look at his page? <laughs> how did I know he blocked me? I did go to the page. I don't know for what. I don't know if it was a birthday or something. I went to the page and I was like, ooh, and he, it wasn't there. How does somebody mess up with Ashanti? Like if you was there and into it, how Yo, did he drop that ball? Listen, the excuse that he gave me was crazy. And some of, some of it, I believe, you know, some of it, I believe just being able to handle and deal with, you know, what comes with me being who I am and you know the travel and the this and the that but some of that was capped so I was just like you know I don't blame him for blocking you he's protecting his peace I don't know if you know Ashanti but you know couples look at your Instagram and like damn you know and everybody gives it up like yo Ashanti is a beautiful woman so he had to block you 
to stop DMing you and hitting your phone. Out of sight, out of mind. Yeah, I ain't mad at him either. Because if I, if, if I break up with my wife, I'm blocking her too. I don't want to see that no more. She on the beach, on the island, bikini on. Nah, oh my God. With a new dude. Nah, I'm blocking he, him too. He messed it up. But I'm blocking. Right, I don't want to see I'm that. That's what I'm trying to say. He messed up. But now he unblocked me, you know. We're, I think we're cool. We're not. We're not in a bad space. He hit me um, regarding COVID. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? He was like, "Yo, are you good?" Like, so now we're at. I think we're at peace. Guys love an excuse to hit you when something happens. I'm testing the waters. Like, hey, I'm just. You know, I know we ain't spoken in a minute, but I still care about you. Just want to make sure you good. Do you still Do like him? Do I still like him? Yeah. No. Damn it, damn. See, that the thing was, about me. That was quick. No, the thing about me, when I get to that point, because I love really hard, you know, like I'm a hopeless romantic, like I give. So when you get me to that point where I feel hurt or I feel like you did something um, below the belt and, and, and intentionally made me hurt, it's a different kind of feeling. Like it's turned off. It's almost like robotic. You know what I mean? Like you could be standing right here and I will not even acknowledge you. You know what I mean? So, and not in like a, a, a hateful way, but there's just no, this. You won't even acknowledge it's nothing there. You're dead to me. You're dead to me. So wait, so you said so you said you have somebody else now. Is that like an official I have a man or is it just dating? Um that's weird. But what are y'all doing Valentine's Day? That's how y'all that's how y'all Valentine's Day is coming up. Listen, it was some amazing Christmas gifts of exchange. Um I think Valentine's Day is gonna be great. Okay. So what do you get you for Christmas? That's how we can tell. What do you get you for Christmas? I can't tell you that because then when you see it, you nah. I can't. It was great though. Well, what'd you? I was, so I was I was blown away by the thought that was put into it because it was several pieces and then like came in and every few minutes gave another one. Like it was it was a lot of thought. So I was happy. But what'd you buy him? Because you said exchanged. I did great. You I ain't buy him no I'm, belt, a, I'm a great gift giver. I give great gifts. You got a most time? Time. <laughs> no, I give great gifts. Did you give him multiple <laughs> gifts or was it one gift? No, mine was one. Oh. Mine was one, but it was a big one. A car? Big, not that big. We ain't married. <laughs> <laughs> now I want to know what it is. No. It's just know that, just know that you y'all would have loved it a hundred percent. One hundred percent. Wow. It was it was great. Okay. But how hard is it for for a guy to understand everything that you have to to do? Like this new boo, is he understanding of you know you being traveling and being out there and pictures you post and just all of that? Is he cool? Um, he is understanding. You know what I mean. Um, but what's cool is that he understands the business side and understands the personal side. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we'll be like, well, the personal side of me, I don't like that picture, but the business side of me, I understand. You know what I mean? So I think that's a cool combo. Like I put a video up, um, uh, like a little promo video for my video. And it's like, it's red and it's like, you know, some action over here. And he was just like, <laughs> but then the business side was like, I, I mean, get it. I, I get it. You know what I mean? So. And that and that mind frame is cool. Do you think professionally Ashanti's been too humble? Like, you, like, do you want people to put, put some respect on your pen? <laughs> um, you know what? My team says that a lot, a lot. Um, I mean, I'm just naturally a humble person. Mm-hmm. You know, regardless if it was you know Ashanti or just me, Sean. You know, in 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 regular time. Um, I feel like I've done a lot. I do feel like I have to remind 
people though sometimes you know what i'm saying like i feel like next year is going to be the 20 year anniversary of my first album so that wow. that is when i'm going to remind mother people <laughs> you know go. what i mean of what it is you know what i'm saying like i don't i don't say stuff like yeah i was the first artist to tie the beatles yeah i broke the record and, and you know made history in def jam records i'm in the guinness book of records like i don't go around you know what i'm saying saying stuff and doing that or whatever i feel like when you've accomplished these things keep them to not, not keep them to yourself but people people that need to know will know you know what i mean you don't have to go talking so much until you have to, you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Until mm -hmm. you're forced and you're pushed against the wall and someone tries it, then you, you pull it out. So what do you think, a documentary, a book? Like, what is it going to be? Um, Something in the, in, the, in the world of documentary vibe. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. There's so many things that I haven't spoken about from the effects of the indictment to my relationship to having to move on to decisions made to being independent to being lied to and being told something completely opposite of what it was and still maintaining and not exposing a lot of stuff to okay now it's business time going independent doing like there's a lot of stuff that i just haven't spoken about and people forget and people feel like you know when ashanti first came out and she had this and this and this and this yeah we had a great big engine and people still expect that from me now being independent so it's kind of like i have to uphold that as much as i can mm -hmm. you know what i mean being independent and and, and moving in this climate envy angela gee charlamagne the guy we are the breakfast club we're still kicking it with ashanti now with your mom and your sister i know you guys have a real close relationship so now how are they when you're dating or when your sister's dating or there's problems going on how is mom and how are you with, with your sister or with your sister with you or your mom with you how is that dynamic um, obviously we're very, very tight. You know, I've been blessed to have my mom be like my best friend. We talk about every and anything. When I'm telling you every and anything to, oh, let me tell you how big, you know, it's, it's like that. <laughs> you have that conversation like with your mom? <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> Mom's like, crazy. marry him then. <laughs> That's the one to marry. <laughs> But I'm super blessed. It's, it's same with my sister. You know, we talk about everything, you know, so the dynamic is so solid and it's such a bond. When people are around us, they're just like, wow. You know, so many people have asked, you guys should do a reality show. You guys, just you three, like your family, you should, you know, when people are around, they see it and it's it's genuine. You know what I mean? So I'm, I'm grateful to be able to bounce off of both of their energy. You know, I could talk to them about every and anything. Um, and the same, you know, I give my sister advice, you know, on her situations and who I like and who I don't like. And I also say, look, that's just my opinion. You know, and she does the same. She'd be like, no, he's trash. And I seen him that he was doing, you know what I mean? So mm -hmm. we, we definitely, we feed off of each other. Have y'all ever thought like about doing a reality show? I'm sure that's been, a I'm sure y'all been approached a million times. You know, what's crazy. Um, back when I was doing the John Tucker must die premiere. I remember MTV came to us and it was a huge check, huge. It might've been 30, it might've been 30. And 30 I was million? just like, I don't... Wow. And I was just like, I don't think I wanna have cameras following me around, you know? And I, I talked it over with some people from the label and they were like, maybe you should. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Um, but in my heart, I didn't feel like I 
and my mind wasn't thinking about the control aspect. If I would have been able to control what it is that they show and edit mm -hmm. and stuff like that, obviously that would have been the play. Mm -hmm. But then back then they were just doing whatever, making their edits. They're still doing that now. You know, okay. they edit how they want to and they, you see what they want you to see. But in hindsight, had I had the knowledge now, like, okay, we can do it as long as I can do this, 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 and that, maybe. <laughs> That's why you know, you know what, what Shashi Riches She turned on $30 million. 30 million. No, she had to think. She had to think about it, and then she turned it down. <laughs> right. So now, have I been approached? I have been approached. I have been approached, but things are different. You know what I'm saying? Like it's 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 different. I think if there's a way to do it tastefully, where it's you can control it, like I said, like little bits and pieces. You're not following me to the bathroom. You're not following me when me and him get into an argument, and and and, and you know you see that other side of me. You know what I'm saying? It, it, it would be different. You could just produce it yourself. Exactly. Exactly. So I don't know. It's a thought. Right. We would love to see that. Do, you, do your um, mom and sister like your man? Yes. Okay. <laughs> that was a long <laughs> pause. That was no, a long pause. No, I had to pause. think. I had to think. I had to think. They do. I had to think on, you know. Yeah, <laughs> they do. <laughs> make sure. it, it's not joining Lucas, right? No, what are you talking about, Charlamagne? Why, you, why would you say that? That was, all, that was the room. That was the street say. By the streets, I mean the internet. What? Yeah, for a little I, second. Just because of a video? You know what I always wondered, Ashanti? Has JLo ever just sent you a gift randomly and said thank you? <laughs> um, I don't think so, but I did get, she has like a new collection of, um, I forgot, it's like clothes. Mm -hmm. She did a collab with somebody. I did get a box about a few months ago, but I think, you know, I don't know if that was a thank you. I think it was, you know. Yeah, I, I, I would. I appreciated it. I would wonder why she wouldn't reach out to you to do more collaborations. Like, I don't know. I mean, I don't know, but I know that there's absolutely no beef. There's no beef. I went to her 50th birthday mm -hmm. in um in Miami, which was amazing. You know, Joe Khaled, myself, we were up on the stage partying, her and A-Rod, like it was, it, the vibe was incredible. So it's it's genuinely no beef. We've done stuff together with the Boys and Girls Club. Um, we've done a couple of things, but mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's genuinely no beef. Yo. What, do you, what do you say to people who try to discredit your accomplishments because of the, the, the musical partnership with Ja Rule? Because that was even one of the things when the verses happened, it was like, oh, she's just gonna play a bunch of records with Ja. It's weird, because how do you discredit that? You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, a record is a record. You're a part of a record. You write, you perform. You know, you're part of the process, and you you sit on the Billboard chart. So I'm confused on how that gets discredited. That's real. That's real. You know what I'm saying? I think All you right. made your mark. I think you proved to people that what, what you can do and everything. You know, I, I even seen the, the when the verses, they was like, Ashanti, she... She ain't better sing. She better not sing. And you sang that whole time. You you shut people up. So it is what it is. I appreciate it. I appreciate Ashanti it. don't bother nobody. Nobody. Huh? I said Ashanti don't bother nobody. I don't bother nobody. You know, and that was another thing too that I felt was good. Cause you, you know, a lot of females get the stigma. Oh, she can't sing. She can't dance. She can't do this. She can't but live. She has her, her records sound good in the studio, but she can't really sing. Oh, she can't sing. She you know what I mean? Then it turns into that. You know, I think that people have their own lane, their own vibe. You know what I mean? And I think people should respect 
what that artist brings to the table, whether mm -hmm. it's writing, whether it's dancing, whether it's melodies, whether it's, this is the vibe of that artist and she doesn't go blow to the roof. And, and some, this artist blows to the roof and has runs for days. Like, you know, everyone has what they bring to the table. So I right. feel like people should respect an artist for, you know, what they're bringing. You know, at the end of the day, we're gonna get judged regardless, but Keep that as a food of thought, you know? Absolutely. Well, Ashanti, thank you for joining us this morning. That's right. And Go before back to sleep. And you, oh, wait, wait. I got to give a plug to my sister. Shout out to Lutunji, her holistic company, wife of creation. My body was glistening. Y'all seen on versus legs and chest was glistening. We, we're married men. We didn't notice. That's a <laughs> But you, you saw it. You didn't notice at all. But listen, she has these essential candles. You light the candle and it turns into body oil. It is. Oh, fabulous. I love that. It's so dope. Andrew, we're going to send you one. It's called White. Yeah, absolutely. She always hooks me up. Shout yes. out to Lil Toon Sheet. Yes. That's dope. Yes. I love them when they have the candles and then you can use it as oil. Yeah, you did. It's it very in. sexy if you're yes. with somebody, too. Yes. For Valentine's Day, it's sexy. And I got to say, don't forget to stream my record, 235. Aren't you, you oh, wait, aren't you doing some type of Valentine's Day challenge or something? Did I see that somewhere? Yes, yes, that's the thing. So I was saying I want to do like a streaming party before Valentine's. I want to do two things. I want to do a streaming party with all the fans. We all have to wear onesies. And then I want to do a Valentine's Day challenge. Because you know in the record, I say, um, I'm going to meet you at the door with nothing on. Mm. Now, I've never done that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I've never done that. I've done the the, the lingerie underneath, you know, the coat. I flew all the way out to Vegas for that too. I'm screwed. This is a totally faithfully black male question. You flew to Vegas with a coat on and lingerie underneath? It, was it had to be private. On the airport? It was private. Explain I'm sure it this private. one now. And where were you coming from? No, I did not fly on the plane like Oh, okay, that. okay. I okay. flew on the plane fully clothed. Oh, 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 oh. Okay. But when I, came, when I got to the hotel and we, you know what I mean? It was bomb. You know, but I did have the lingerie on. I thought it was cute. I'm going to be honest with you, Ashanti. You got to start naming some of these names because I got to give them donkey today because I don't know how they f*** this up. I need to, I, I'm serious. We need to know, I need to know some names because I'm disappointed in those brothers. <laughs> Let, me too, Charlamagne. I'm disappointed in them too. All right. It's the Breakfast Club. It's Ashanti. Hey, Ashanti, introduce the record. Here's my new single, 235. I want you right here, right now. <laughs> It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk Wendy Williams. It's time. She's spilling the tea. This is the rumor report with Angela Yee on the Breakfast Club. So, Wendy Williams is in full force promoting her Lifetime movie that's coming on this weekend. And she did an interview with DJ Sus1. This was on Dash Radio's Taste Channel. And here is what she had to say about a one-night stand she had. When I was locked away at a place that I didn't belong, because I'm not an addict, I was addicted to coke and I quit on my own. It took four days and I was an eight ball girl by myself. Yeah, that's what the only thing I did, I, I smoked a blunt with Red Man, excuse me, with Method Man, while I gave him a bath and it was a one night stand. And he'll deny it, maybe not, you know. That wasn't in the movie. I. It wasn't in the movie. It wasn't in the movie because Red Man, or excuse me, Method Man is still very angry at me. But what? Um, I don't know, for, for being me. Well, come on now. Wendy knows exactly why Meth is mad at her. It's because she outed his wife back in the day and told everybody his wife was sick. 
Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Yes. And mm-hmm. health issues the family didn't even know about. Yes. And she went on and, and told some really personal things. Also, I don't believe her because she kept saying Red Man. Did she know who she... I don't know. I don't know about this story, and I can pretty you much guarantee... You think she's lying on her vagina? It, yeah. I, I can guarantee... <laughs> women <laughs> lie on their vaginas? I know men lie on their penises all the time. It actually makes it smaller, but women lie on their vaginas? Women lie about men they slept with? Actually, yeah, they do. I thought, you, I thought wait a minute, now, does it believe all women? What is it? Now, I thought women, women Listen, lie on their vaginas? I think there's two sides to every story. He might say oh, it didn't happen. Okay, I'm, I, I agree with you. It is always two sides to every story. I totally yeah, agree. He, he might say it didn't happen. You know, maybe she was with Redman. No, I don't know about Why that. Does Wendy but she kept t- on saying Redman. Why did she say it like three yeah, times? She's 56 years old. What does okay? that mean? She, come on. She's 56 years old and has, done a, and has done a lot of drugs and drank a lot of alcohol. Come on. Knock it off. Now, why does Wendy have to tell that story now? I don't know. Like to promote a movie yeah. and documentary? Like these stories don't even have any context. People hear this story and think Wendy on daytime TV and Method Man from Power. This is back in the day, the 90s, when they were in that. 20s on all types of alcohol and all types of drugs. But why did she bathe Method Man? Was he dirty? Like, why did she bathe him? Why did she wash him? I don't know. Mm. All I know is I went and looked at Method Man's comments and they were in shambles from this whole thing. I'm sure. That's, People I mean, that's... were like, well, I know I could get a chance then, <laughs> but Meth is married and has been married <laughs> since 2006. That is wild to say. <laughs> I know I can get a chance. That's what people if you say. let her hit, I can get a chance. That's wild to say to somebody, yo. Mm. Jesus Christ. All right, now Casanova is going to stay behind bars until he goes to trial. His bail was denied. He tried to get this bail, $2.5 million. He got it together, but they did deny him bail. And they said, when you go back to the history and characteristics of this defense, this is a defendant who has, over the last decade, managed to rack up three serious violent felony convictions. It's quite reasonable to infer that people who cross Casanova get hurt. So that is the reason for them uh, denying his bail in this racketeering and drug trafficking case. Mm. All right, Little Baby has an upcoming collaboration with Drake, and they recorded that at James Harden's house. Uh, Baby said it just so happens that one of the songs I recorded was at James's studio. I ain't gonna, I ain't delete the songs at the computer, so the songs were still there. James probably got the team at the house, and they just listening in the studio. So when I seen Boogie's tweet, I was like, "Damn, how did he hear this song before?" I was like, "James, you got some basketball plays in there." That's how that came out. I don't even know the song he heard, honestly. Now, little baby also said he is getting ready to open a restaurant in Atlanta. So he said he's opening it. It was supposed to be open by January, but maybe February or March as they are getting the finishing touches done. No, there was a time when a Drake feature uh, helped a little baby. I think right now Drake might need that little baby feature. Uh, I mean, look, Drake is still I don't think a Drake huge needs star. Anybody, yeah. but Drake is still Drake, but, but, Drake, but, is but Drake. let's be clear: a lot of the Drake records, uh, at least of late, haven't really you know taken off. What's, radio. What's, the, what's the record he released? What's laugh, the last laugh now, cry, cry later. We played it every that was the number song. one record. Yeah, no, that was it. Yes, it was. It, it, was, was, it, it went, went to number one. one. Yeah, it was number one. Sure did. I remember going number one. I know Tootsie Slide went to number one. Yeah, that was number one too. I know because I always do the and that's the new radio, number one is. Yeah, <laughs> but that's because radio plays it a million times. NB, you're a liar, and I'm gonna tell you why you're a liar. You told me that you was out in the street. And, and, the record, and the record wasn't ringing off. You didn't hear it nowhere. Yeah, no, I didn't play. Okay, no, it's not playing the club, but it was number one on radio. So Drake is still number one. It's radio. All right, well, that is your rumor report. What does that mean? It's still number one on the Billboard charts. It's number one on the charts. I don't remember being number one. There's a lot of records that are number one that that, that, that don't hit off All I'm simply saying is Lil Baby was the highest-selling artist of the year last year. All I heard was John, let's go shout out. So people with a Lil Baby feature, (laughs) yes, that helps you a lot right now. Shout out to you. My goodness. You're a liar if you you say otherwise. (laughs) All right, well, who are you giving your donkey to? Uh, Four after the hour. I need Peter to come to the front of the congregation. I'd like to have a word with them. Yes, Peter. 
Okay. Good morning to uh, Ingrid Newark, the CEO of PETA. She's been on Breakfast Club before. We'll talk about it. All right. We'll get to that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. You get donkey of the day. You do dumb ass. You get donkey of the day. You do dumb ass. You are a donkey. It's time for donkey of the day. Donkey of the day, huh? I'm going to fatten all that shit around your eye. They want this man to throw them blows, man. They wait for Charlemagne to tap these gloves. Let's go. They had to make a judgment of who was going to be on the donkey of the day. They chose you. It's a breakfast club, bitches. Who's donkey of the day today? Donkey of the day for Friday, January 29th goes to Peter. The people for ethical treatment of animals. Now, I respect PETA and what they stand for. Uh, won't stop me from enjoying the flesh of delicious creatures like cows, chickens, turkeys, lambs, goats, and various fish. What about ox? Is oxtails real ox? Yes. Okay. I enjoy those two. Mm -hmm. uh, listen, I'm from Monk's Corner, South Carolina all day. I eat deer meat. All right, don't think for one second Bambi won't get eaten if it's cooked right. Squirrel dumplings. I've eaten bear shoulder in West Virginia. Look, man, I am an omnivore. Okay, meat and plants. That's what I like, but I respect Peter. Okay, some things I agree with when it comes to them. Okay, one thing I agree with is I don't like seeing animals caged. Okay, I think zoos are animal prisons. And there's something about knowing people went to kidnap animals to enslave them that feels all too familiar to my ancestors. Okay, I also don't like to see animals tortured when they boil them alive or hang them up in those meat markets, just stick hooks through them, listening to them scream. I hate it. Okay, I want you to make it to my dinner plate as peacefully as possible. Now, we have had Ingrid Newark, the CEO of PETA, on Breakfast Club. By the way, let me refresh your memory, play some clips from that. We ate everybody else, and like I what? say everybody. Like who? <clears throat> well, we ate veal, for example. That Tasty. was one of No, you know, hey, Charlotte, you know veal? It's the baby cow, mm -hmm. and the mother loves that cow. I've heard a lot of people say you should always eat the mother if you're going to eat the cow, too. <laughs> <laughs> well, it actually would be a courtesy if you shot the mother first in the head yeah. when she wasn't looking, but no. I still ate shellfish until one day in a restaurant they brought a plate of live lobsters to the Ooh, table i can't stand when i see that when you walk into a restaurant and you can see the lobster i'm like oh man how could you i love it no you don't like you're like, just pretending me, no i know you're it pretending feel sad when you see the things all tied up and you know what's happening out in the west colorado and those places they um people are getting kreutzfeldt jakob disease it's just like mad cow disease, only it's mad elk disease. Elk is really tasty. You I had it when I was that. in Wyoming. I'm not going You stopped that, and that was it's the last time. It's a little gamey, but it's really tasty. Last time that you ate that. Uh, good morning, Ingrid. You're welcome back at any time, but I'm telling you right now, when you come back, we are debating this foolishness that PETA released yesterday. See, according to various news sources, PETA is calling on humans to denounce animal insults like chicken or pig. Or rat. I repeat, PETA is calling on humans to denounce animal insults like chicken or pig or rat. Let me think of a good animal insult for this. Um, bullshit. Okay, let's go to OAN for the report, please. PETA, otherwise known as People for the Ethical Treatment of Animals, is back and more woke than ever. The organization posted a thread of tweets explaining what they call speciesism, which according to them is when humans use animals as an insult. For example, calling someone a chicken when they're scared or a rat when they snitch. 
PETA says that these are anti-animal slurs that perpetuate oppression and that we must reject this supremacist language and offer what they call inclusive words like coward or snitch. Very unifying. PETA says that by using animal species as adjectives, we're degrading animals and reinforcing the idea that humans are superior to other animals and therefore justified in violating them. What dodo bird at PETA came up with this idea? Okay, how dare you say calling someone an animal is an insult? Okay, you said you said calling someone an animal is an insult that reinforces the myth that humans are superior to other animals and justified in violating them. First of all, you are discrediting all the times we use animals as terms of endearment. If I say that's my dog, okay, that's my dog, that's love. If I say, man, he's one cool cat, that's love. If I say, and that's on Mary had a little lamb, I am putting respect on Lamb Chop's name. So, Peter, don't act like we don't use animals as terms of endearment. But the reason you folks at Peter are really getting donkey of the day is for one simple reason. Y'all worried about the myth that humans are superior to animals. I don't believe we are superior to animals. I believe we are one with animals. I believe in unity consciousness. And when it's true unity, you don't tell me what my name is. I repeat, when it's true unity, you don't tell me what my name is. Peter, you upset at us for calling someone an animal is an insult. The real insult is you didn't even let those animals name themselves. Who named the pig a pig? Envy, do you know? Angela, you, do you know? I don't. No. Who named the chicken a chicken? Who named the snake a snake? Who named the sloth a sloth? Who amongst us has ever had a conversation with any of those animals and they introduced themselves as any of the aforementioned names? Names. Okay, I have watched Roots enough times to know that when the colonizer wants your name to be something, he doesn't care what your name actually is. God... Okay, the creator put those creatures here, and according to the Bible, Adam gave the creatures their names. Look it up. Pull out your LeBron James version of the Bible. It says, Adam named the animals. Now, when you do some more digging, and I'm sure it's folks out there who really do this for a living and, 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 and have way more information than me, but when you do some real digging, you realize that a lot of times, folks were just winging it. Penguins. Nobody knows how they got their name. But once upon a time, they were called feet. Hippopotamuses, okay, means river horse in Greek. Raccoons used to be called wash bears. My point is that damn colonizer wants to call animals whatever they choose, but, want, but wants us to respect the fact that we shouldn't call each other something they made up. When the reality is all those animals were named those things without their consent. Oh, Peter, you're playing a dangerous game. Who amongst you has had a conversation with a giraffe to know that that is indeed what they want to be called? At least Toys R Us actually called their giraffe Jeffrey. They gave that creature, that animal, a real name. Peter, you said it yourself. Words can create a more inclusive world or perpetuate oppression. By not allowing animals to name themselves, we as humans are oppressing them. What if Sasquatch, Bigfoot, what if his name really was Harry and the Hendersons were correct? What if that mouse name really is Minnie? And the only reason Disney got it right is because they spoke to her and asked her what her name was and didn't just tell her what she was. Now, when Ingrid Newark was here, she broke down speciesism. Let's listen. What is speciesism? Because I, I read something about that and that was like... <laughs> It was, it was a language, right? Like, don't say things like doggone or... <laughs> no, almost. It? But 
it's just against supremacism. And speciesism says, don't think you're a god just because you belong to one species. Just because you're in control doesn't mean that you shouldn't be decent to the other species. So it's against human supremacism, discrimination, prejudice against others because they're not exactly like you. Ingrid, you're right for the most part. Okay, depending where we are, humans are in control. You in that water? No. Sharks, whales, they have control. Okay, but it's nothing decent about labeling someone or some animal something they never told you they were. Until Ingrid or someone at PETA sits down and has a conversation with one of these animals and one of these animals tells us, yes, I am indeed a kangaroo or yes, I am indeed a llama then PETA will have to continue to hear these animal insults and I am about to play a sound from one of the animals used to insult people for the past 10 years on this radio by simply saying, Dramos, please give PETA the biggest hee-haw. All right, Charlamagne, thank you for that donkey today. Yes, ma'am. My goodness. All right. Well, thank you for that donkey today. When we come yes. back, Jay Prince will be joining us. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Everybody, it's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We got a special guest on the line right now. That's right, the legend Jay Prince. Welcome, sir. Oh yeah, how's it going? We got to thank you first because we all got uh, each individual one of us got a, a box from you with some liquor in it. Beautiful. You know, at Beautiful. first, at first when I seen the box, I thought maybe we did something wrong. I was gonna see a finger or a head in it. Now I'm just joking. God <laughs> dang, man! Don't do the OG like that, man. <laughs> Jay Prince said, Andy, why said, would you say that? I said, what God do we do? I seen something from Jay Prince. I said, oh boy. But it was it was a nice uh, a, a box of, of some wine. So you got into the liquor business. So what what put you into the, the liquor industry? I heard this doctor by the name of Doctor Red Duke from Houston, Texas, years ago, mm -hmm. and uh, he was speaking on the benefits of. Uh, a red wine, you know what I mean? The, uh, how it benefits you health-wise, you know, right. health benefits. Uh, and uh, I was inspired, you know, I was inspired uh, from two perspectives, you know, from the health perspective, and then I had opportunity to go to Napa Valley and peep it from a, a business perspective, all the vineyards and everything. And before I knew it, I started, you know, showing interest in that red wine business. Is that the secret? Do you look in 25, my, my brother? And by the way. <laughs> you know, spray paint a little bit, Charlamagne. <laughs> Envy do it, too. Envy got the, he got the little spray paint. He got it. <laughs> it's not spray paint, but go ahead. And, and it looks like you spared no expense, too, because the packaging is beautiful of the loyalty wine. You see that? Yeah, no, that was important to me to, uh, you know, for the bottles to be quality and also the drink to be quality in the uh, the champagne as well, you know, the rosé, Cabernet, and uh, Merlot, you know. So, you know, it, it, it's a compliment of who I am, so I want it to be quality. You know, one thing people don't know about you, Jay, you really big in the agriculture. Like, you know, you, 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 got, you got a lot of farmland out there in Texas, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I have a thousand acre uh, ranch. Thousand plus acre ranch, a lot of black angus cattle, a lot of horses, wildlife. You know what I mean? I always uh, been that person that I'm in love with the things that the creator make more so than man made things. You know, you know, OG. In recent years, we've seen you more visible than probably we've ever seen you with the book and even the wine. You know, how how important has it been for you to always make moves in in silence? I definitely had trained myself to move that way prior to 
doing different things. But <clears throat> today, you know, it's a it's a different time. It's a different day, and uh, I I believe it's a time and a place for everything. And uh, I think I made adjustments where they are needed. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? To be uh, inspiration to those that came after me. Is, is that why? Is that why you decided to speak more now? Because because you know oh. you inspire people. Yeah, most definitely, most definitely. I uh, I know uh, it's some things that I know, and I don't want to take them with me to the other side without sharing <clears throat> a lot of my wisdom. So, yeah, that's the heartbeat of uh, why I like to speak when I speak. Mm-hmm. Last time we spoke to you, I know you were uh, helping Carl Crawford out with uh, Megan Thee Stallion and Rock Nation and everything that was going on with that. How, how was that situation going? Has everything been worked out? Yeah, that one is actually me and the homie Jay-Z, uh, spoke, when was it, last week on the last point of closing that deal. And he and I, you know, I think we was on the phone probably two minutes, but we was in agreement with uh, reaching the last deal point. So <clears throat> I'm looking for that to be wrapped up. And he got to be dry before the week is out or next week. You know how it turns. She'll be officially on Rock Nation and Carl Crawford to just, you know, sign off. So that, that, that there'll be departed, no more problems, no more situations, right? Uh, everything uh, uh, be smooth, you know. She's still with 1501, you know, slash 300, and Rock Nation them is managing her. All right, and then you have Erica. So tell me, what's your relation to Erica Banks now? Because we see she just recently got her deal, and I know you and Carl Crawford are tight. So how are you involved? Well, that was the deal that uh, <clears throat> we closed up, uh, what, a week or so ago, you know, myself and the homie G. Robeson was was involved as well and uh you know she's special you know erica is special we're looking forward to big things where she concerned and and you know 1501 the home at Carl crawford a lot of people can stop calling him calling it luck now because this is second one and he he's he on the grind for number three when, when you know speaking of that when did you when did you know that rap a lot rap a lot wasn't just 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 a flash in the pan you know, I, I believe that to be the case from day one. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? My faith and my belief brought me to where I'm at right now. So I always believe that, you know, I could, uh, you know, take rap a lot and take, uh, you know, my goals and visions where I wanted to take them. You know, I just was one of them dudes that thought that way. Matter of fact, if you don't think that way, don't nothing ever come to fruition. So I felt that way from day one. And that's the only way I was able to, uh, withstand the uh the struggles and, and and obstacles you know what i mean because mm-hmm. as i told everybody it was seven years later before i had any success in the music industry so that's a test of time you know hey, co- correct me if i'm wrong too og uh harry o he was one of the original founders of rap a lot right never never, never. okay yeah. okay yeah that that lot need to be uh cleaned up harry o never had no business whatsoever where rap a lot was concerned, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? The only thing uh, we ever done in the music industry together was he took the Ghetto Boys on tour with a couple of dates in LA and Oakland with the Fat Boys and with Salt and Pepper, you know, things like that back in the day. And then, and, and that was in 1989 or 90 or whatever that was in. And then in 94, you know, I'd done a deal with Dana Dane. Mm-hmm. You know, he and I done that deal, and you know that didn't go too well. That was a y'all bad. signed Dana Dane, the rapper. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I never knew that. Dana, man. But I, 
you know, done that deal with him. And I think he was with Maverick at the time. And that was the end of that situation. How did y'all do a deal with Dana Dane? Dana Dane, of course, is from New York. So how, how did y'all hook up with Dana Dane back then? Well, I knew Dana, you know, I know Dana from uh, back in the day. He was, was with Salt and Pepper, Herbie, Herbie Lovebug and all of them. He and I just used to party and have a bunch of fun. And, you know, I eventually done a deal with him and then I let them do their thing together. You know, I got out the way. All right, we got more with Jay Prince when we come back. I mean, it's only right. Let's play a classic off of the Rap-A-Lot record label. Mind playing tricks on me. It's a throwback Friday anyway. Flashback Friday is the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Have you heard Drake's new album yet? Not the whole thing. You know, bits and pieces and a special piece of work. How- but I don't have to tell y'all that. You know, he uh, he's a special dude. He, he, he is. But how, how do you push him to the next level, Prince? Because, you know, he's been doing it for 10 years. And he's been consistently good at what he does, but is there another level to him? Well, I think there's a lot of different uh, dimensions where Drake is concerned. You know, somebody with a track record like his is is like Michael Jordan in the uh, sports world. You know what I mean? It's them kind of people is hard to uh, underestimate them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You just have to observe them when they get out on the court because they know how to win. When, when you look at him and you look at a group like the Ghetto Boys and you think about how it first started for y'all in hip-hop, did you ever think hip-hop could take it as far as somebody like him is taking it? Man, you know, it's, I'm, I'm still surprised by all of these different uh, dimensions and levels that I've witnessed where hip-hop is concerned. I never, you know, in my wildest dream, imagined that, you know, hip-hop would evolve to the level that it has evolved. So... To be able to, to witness Drake close up the way I I have and and you know, dude is a hit machine, man. You know, I never I never witnessed no artist with the ability, you know, to write hits the way it's done. Hey, 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 OG, I want you to kill this rumor too, because you know you said it earlier that it was a bad rumor. But where did that Harry O thing come from? That he was a founder well, of Rap a Lot Records. Yeah, you know, from what I understand, it came out his mouth. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And uh, you know, I heard uh, even from the homie, you know, so we have a mutual homie, uh, Lil D from Oakland. You know, I heard the homie say that it was said to him that he owned the Ghetto Boys back in the day mm-hmm. or whatever. And, uh, you know, that, that that caused me a lot of problems, you know, when a man, you know, make that statement a, a lot like that you know it caused me problems with the DEA the IRS back in the day because they are you know based on statements being made that way and of course it was nothing there for them to find so you know I like clear that up more so than me I hope someday he would clear it up because uh I think you know it'll 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 be better for his resume <clears throat> but you know I like to congratulate you know what I mean the homie you know it's like I Congratulate, congratulate anybody that come out of that hall pen. Mm-hmm. Now, for people that don't know Charlamagne, explain who Harry O is, because somebody who's listening have no idea what you're talking about. Well, Harry O just got pardoned by Donald Trump, and you know they were saying that he was a founder of uh, Death Row Records, and yeah, I guess rap a lot, you know, but clearly that's not true. Mm-hmm. But I think that's just something the the DEA was trying to do to, to, to build a case against the brother we talking to right now, Jay Prince, back right. in the day. That's what it seemed like to me. Dude, man, I don't, you know, I've been out here in these uh, 
streets a long time. A lot of people from the streets, but a lot of them had to go do time. They ain't been in the streets. And one thing <clears throat> about these streets, you can't be that kind of individual where you play games with nobody money or play games, you know what I mean, with situations like that. I ain't never been that person. Mm-hmm. And so for one, to try to on, you know, the rap a lot name, I try to take credit, you know, from Southern brothers, you know, because it ain't no I and we. I didn't even do it myself, but I got a I got a team mm-hmm. that worked with me that built, you know, rap a lot way before I knew him. You know what I mean? We this movement started before I even met the brother. Right. You know, uh, I definitely learned some game from him. You know what I mean? Where streets are concerned. But, uh, you know, he have to, uh, at his own lips, be real about never, you know what I mean, in uh, having no ownership where Rapalot is concerned. Have you ever asked him to, to clear that up? I never, you know, it was an interesting thing. You know, I hadn't talked to this brother, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, because of these words and different things that have been said, you know. And uh, I'm the type of dude when one get to saying things that, you know, it's not so. And then from the result of things being said that way, I get investigated and get attacked by all these three letter work. I don't have much to say to them kind of people. Have you, have you spoken to Shook? You keep in touch with Shook? No, no, I don't. I don't. Uh, we don't have nothing to talk about either. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know, I wish him the best. And, uh, you know, he in that pig pen right now, you know, I, I hope someday he's able to spend his last day with his family. Watching all these biopics recently, does that make you feel like maybe making your book into a movie? Yes, a matter of time, Angelie. I'm, uh, I'm uh, working on that. I'm having a conversation with a few individuals, and uh, I look forward to that. I, it's going to be a lot of fun. You know, mm-hmm. you, you know, Little Duval has been actively um, campaigning to play you in, in, a, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a in a biopic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He told me that. I, I, I met the little homie. He, he told me definitely to put him on that list. Uh, <laughs> recently, I heard that uh, uh, what's the homie's son name? Uh, man, I can't even think of the homie name. Who? Who's the daddy? Son. Okay. Yeah, I heard he was. Uh, oh, John David. Why? Well, he's great. Yeah, that's him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm definitely considering that. Oh, he he said he wanted to play you. Yeah. Oh wow! That'd wow, be wow. dope. Yeah. Hey, you know what one of your biggest strengths is, OG. For some reason, you know when it's time to cut ties with something or somebody. Where, where does where does one acquire that skill? That's connected to the intuition and the discernment. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Being plugged into the uh, creator, and we all have that connection. It's just about whether we connected to that connection or not. Mm-hmm. So I, I give a lot of. Uh, I give a lot of that credit to the creator because if I don't have that ability, then I won't be a free man to have these conversations. Mm. How many how many artists have come to you during the pandemic and just ask you how to stay afloat, man? Because you know money getting low for a lot of these artists, OG. <laughs> I can't say many. You know, I can't say many. Uh, you know, I'm not I'm not in that stay afloat business. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> you know, one gonna be practicing. You know, come to me by my paper. But, uh, yeah, I hadn't experienced that much, Charlamagne. 
Have, have you Set taken it. that gold AK-47 to the gun range yet? Yeah, right in my backyard. Right in the backyard? <laughs> <laughs> right in the backyard, man. I, you know, I cut it loose right there. You know, when you got that kind of land, you can just put targets on a whole lot of things and do all the shooting you want to do, man. Absolutely. Well, Jay Prince, does this mean next time we see you in person, we get to have a drink? Hey, we got to do that. No you know orange juice this time? No, I'm going straight from the bottle. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I finished the whole bottle on the uh, what's the homie uh, show that I was on? Yeah, drink, drink, drink chance. chance, drink chance. Nori, Nori, and DJ Effin. Oh, they got I you. I had never witnessed myself uh, after a bottle. You know, I was. I think I was lit. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They'll you, do it to you. Did you go back to the room and go to sleep? Man, it fell out with everything on, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking about everything on, Shelly. <laughs> hey, always a pleasure to talk to Absolutely, you, OG. man. Thank you, OG. Likewise, man. And thank you for the wine. We appreciate it. Absolutely. Yeah, make sure y'all go grab some of that loyalty collection. You see he got it on the table back there. That's right. I got mine. Oh, sure. All right, it's James oh, Prince. Bro. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Thank you, brother. The Breakfast Club. Listen all the gossip, gossip. The rumor report. Gossip, gossip. With Angela Yee. It's the rumor report. The Breakfast Club. Yes, so the weekend has spent $7 million halftime show for it to be what he envisions it to be. They said it was six months of Zoom calls and email chains to put together everything. And, you know, they announced this back in November. They announced that he was going to be performing. So Jay-Z is in charge of advising on musical events. And he has described The Weeknd as an extraordinary performer who is going to put on an extraordinary experience. He said The Weeknd has introduced a sound all his own. His soulful uniqueness has defined a new generation of greatness in music and artistry. This is a great Super Bowl. Tom Brady versus Patrick Mahomes. It's going to be a great one. Um, weekend at the halftime show. Jasmine Sullivan singing the national anthem. Like This is going to be a very, very entertaining Super Bowl. Right. And in addition to all that, uh, and I know we talked about this from the inauguration, we have Amanda Gorman, the youth poet. Uh, she was the uh, poet who gained national acclaim at Joe Biden's inauguration. She'll also be doing an original poem before the Super Bowl. That's dope. And That's they announced dope. that on mm -hmm. Wednesday. So that poem will highlight three individuals that NFL will honor as honorary captains at the Super Bowl. I think I saw something yesterday where they, they, they had to ship out a million copies of her book or something like that. Wow, yes, they amazing. did have to. Her um, three books will get one million first prints due to overwhelming demand. Go ahead, wow. Amanda. That's of what I like. Each of her three titles. I like and she's only people... 22 years old. That's yeah, great. and I like when people take advantage of whatever platform they're given. She did that. All right, now Drake has done something amazing for this guy on social media. He was online and he was talking about, uh, his name is Bucks B, and he was talking about this challenge he's doing for 2021 to save money. Remember my 2020 New Year's resolution was that 2020 is all 2020. 2021, there's no more going broke, fam. I had $500 to start the year. Let's count up, fam. 1300 fam and that's just this month alone cuz I'm stacking up all year this year cuz well Drake went ahead and doubled that guy's money and did wow. even more than that listen to this I got a big up Drizzy the one and only Drake fam he's a man of his word fam he doubled my money and on top of that fam I told him about my OSAP and he cleared my debts fam 
Yes, Damn. he cleared his debts and doubled his money. How can I find a way to hate on that? Let me think. I don't can't know. Hate on that. He should have tripled it, God damn. It, I dare you. No, there's, you should have You should have sixed it, Drake. You should have no sixed it. There's no way to hate okay? on that. Okay? It shouldn't have been triple. It should have been whatever six is. What's six? He's trying. You should have sixed it. Should have You should have did it. Should have gave him six times the money that he was hater. trying to raise. You're a hater. All right. Now, these are some strange allegations, but T.I. and Tiny have been accused of coercing women into sexual situations involving drugs and money. Sabrina Peterson, who is a former friend of Tiny's, has accused T.I. of assault. Now, Shekana is coming to their defense, and here is what Shekana had to say. She's looking f***ing attention. She wants Tiny. She, she, she obsessed with Tiny. Like, she wants Tiny to be her girlfriend. Now, listen, this is my thing. If it came out, the tip pulled a gun on her, right? How do we change from tip, tip not the victim no more. Tip is the victim, and Tiny now is the legend. How do we go from that? Why she ain't told y'all about she wanted the women who used to go recruit the What's up? Bye. Hey, now they got to yeah, so these are some um, really serious allegations. And allegedly, Sabrina has a bunch of different people who have been sending her messages about things that happened to them and their experiences with T.I. and Tiny. Not sure what's true and what's not true, but... You see, that, that's what I don't understand. Like, wh where, where does that story even come from? Like, if we're not sure if it's true or not true, why are people reporting on well, it's it? it's a rumor report. But, it's well, she really is a friend of their families. So it was a former friend. Like those are serious allegations to be, to, to be saying to be saying about someone. And I see these news news outlets just running with that headline: Ti and Tiny accused of sex trafficking and, and, and drugging women. So when all of y'all get hit with lawsuits, when all of y'all get hit with defamation and slander mm -hmm. suits, then what? Because you got to have some type of proof to back that up, other than just you know. Uh, a person posting anonymous messages from people. Text and stuff well, like they that. are saying just accused, not saying that they did did it. So one, they, uh, one person is accusing them of that, and then we just played uh, Shekana Joe uh, calling out Sabrina Peterson and yeah. speaking on behalf of T.I. and Tiny. Mm -hmm. So you hear both sides. And I read one of the stories, and it was like T.I. and Tiny kicked in, kicked in the door and kidnapped the guy. It's like, huh? I didn't, I didn't hear that, that story. <laughs> oh, I'll show it to you. It was on Hollywood Unlocked. Oh, I did not see that Yes, one. it was like T.I. and Tiny. I, as a matter of fact, I'm going to read it verbatim. It was like T.I. and Tiny. In the sex thing? A guy? Bro, I'm just reading. I, I didn't read. read I didn't hear that story. Yes. All right. Well, while you do that, Nick Cannon's daytime talk show is back on track. They are going to be moving forward with plans to launch this fall. So Nick Cannon did release a statement that it's been a longtime dream of his. And so he's looking forward to it. It's very special to him. Congrats to Nick Cannon. Yeah, shout out to Nick. Mm-hmm. All right, well, that yes, is your... Look, look, now, come on, this is... Okay, here you go. Yes, it is true. Years ago, T.I. and Tiny kicked in my next-door neighbor's door and beat and kidnapped her husband. We found her kids in the closet. The police was called. We gave a statement that stated his name and a guy that was from the apartment's name. Quick, it was like 3 o'clock in the evening, so we could see him clear as day. These people still suffer to this day. So you tell me, T.I. and Tiny, Bonnie and Clyde? That sounds ridiculous. Let, let's vet some of these stories, you know, before we just report them and post them on our blogs and websites like they kicking in people's doors and kidnapping husbands and people see it verbatim you music? i don't know where this music came the from soundtrack came on while you were talking the music definitely came all on. right well <laughs> all i'm saying is this stuff sounds ridiculous is all i'm saying all right it's a good song. It don't sound ridiculous to you? It does. These stories, are, come on, man. It definitely does. It's like, yo, we, news outlets got to be better. Like, you got to have a lot more than that to report this story, I think. Right. All right. Well, that is your rumor report. Now, up next, you know, it's Friday, so we throw it back. Flashback Friday. Let me know what you want to hear at DJ Envy. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. 
Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. It's Friday. That's right. And you I'm got- headed out by the way because my store is open there, private label on Eight Mile and DeQuinder. So I will be there. So if you are in the area, come by the store and check me out because I'll be working. So I'll be working out of my new store. All right. Safe flight. And also, shout out to Ashanti and Jay Prince for joining us this morning. Yes, that was really dope for both of them to come. Ashanti's got new music. Mm-hmm. And, of course, Jay Prince has his loyalty wines. That's right. All right, so when we come back, we got the positive note. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Now, Charlemagne, you got an unpositive note? I do. The positive note is simply this. Everyone thinks of changing the world, but no one thinks of changing themselves. Breakfast Club, bitches! Are y'all finished or y'all done?